What's up, divers? Welcome into the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast, where I take a deep analytical look at fantasy football and combine it with a common sense approach to lead us to some titles. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor, and before we get started, remember you can follow me on Twitter at DeepDiveFF, on Instagram at DeepDiveFantasyFootball, and as always, check out the website DeepDiveFantasyFootball.com. With that being said, let's get to the content. What's up, divers? Welcome into the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor, and this is releasing on a Thursday morning. So as usual, we will be starting with the Thursday night game when we get into stuff that we're projecting for the future, starts, sits, whatnot. But of course, got to go over the two games from Monday night. Love the doubleheaders. I hope it keeps up. And we're going to start with the Bills-Chiefs game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is amazing. I could not stop thinking during that game how many people are going to regret thinking Le'Veon Bell is ruining him because I know many people in my own leagues that they still won't make a trade with me for some reason for Clyde, but they, you know, those that have Clyde are very worried about Le'Veon Bell and they think that Clyde is like a back-end RB2 now. If you have owners like that in your league with Clyde edwards Slayer, please go get him because that man is still a top 12 running back even with Le'Veon Bell there. And I will tell you this, in the next week or two, Le'Veon Bell's probably going to get a lot of work. He might even poach some touchdowns. That's the Chiefs trying to make Le'Veon Bell happy. It's not going to persist through the rest of the season. Plus, they're probably going to realize fairly quickly how much better Clyde is then Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is no longer the guy that we used to love in Pittsburgh. So just keep that in mind. Clyde, if the owner is worried about Bell, go get Clyde. He is a top 12 running back rest of the season. Super disappointing day for Tyreek Hill. He's got three targets, three receptions, and only 20 yards, no touchdowns. And it sucks because he broke his consistency king streak. If you guys ever listened to the Consistency Kings podcast that I released in the offseason, I was going over the wide receivers, running backs, all the positions, but I was going over the wide receivers that are the most consistent. Which wide receivers turn in at least 10 points in PPR every single week? Tyreek Hill was the only wide receiver with a 100% hit rate in healthy games. He played 13 games healthy without leaving for an injury or missing the game due to an injury. In those 13 games, he had at minimum 10 points. He was the only wide receiver to do so. And it was crazy because most of us thought, you know, oh, Tyree Kill, he's a boom bust guy. He's super inconsistent. No, he was actually the most consistent wide receiver last year. Well, that streak had continued into this season until this game versus the Bills. With that bad game, he was under 10 points. And yeah, you know, sad to see it. Also, just touching back on Clyde real quick. Look, I do think his touches are going to go down the first few weeks obviously when I was saying you know Bell's probably going to get more work that means Clyde will get a a little bit less work the first couple weeks don't worry about it it'll go back up now let's move to the Bills Josh Allen he looked bad he was missing throws all over the field short throws medium throws long throws he was missing all over the place the Bills running backs they are not in a good situation for fantasy they are splitting touches one Two, they are competing for red zone touches with Josh Allen's rushing ability. And three, running backs don't get many targets in this offense. So you have an offense that doesn't throw the ball to the running backs much. It's hard to come by touchdowns in this offense because Josh Allen will run it in a lot. And now you also have two of them splitting work once Moss comes back. 
Devin Singletary has already been struggling in fantasy, and now Moss is going to come back. It's going to be a difficult situation. I want nothing to do with this backfield. And here is the kicker. Last year, you might be saying, oh, Brandon, what about last year? Devin Singletary had a lot of good games, even when Frank Gore was still getting some touches. Maybe that's what's going to happen here. No. The Bills threw the ball 52.5% of the time last year. This year, they are throwing the ball 60% of the time. What I call it is the Diggs effect. Stephon Diggs is here. All of a sudden, they're throwing the ball 10% more than they did last year, a.k.a. running the ball 10% less. That is a huge drop-off. Huge drop-off. So, not only are they splitting work and everything I just said, but they're also running the ball less than you would think. And not only because of Diggs being added, but also their defense is markedly worse this year than it was last year. So they don't, you know, find themselves playing with as many leads as often. Now let's talk about the second game, Cardinals Raiders. And I'm going to start out by telling you guys what happened to me personally. You know, I like to share a little stuff here and there about my own matchups. So I was sweating out a crazy, crazy matchup in fantasy. All right, so we're talking, it's a regular four point per passing touchdown league. I'm up by 4.02. 0-2, okay? And I'm playing against Andy Dalton. I have Zane Gonzalez. I'm playing against Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's at the one-yard line. The Cowboys throw a fade to Michael Gallup. Miss it. Throw a fade to Michael Gallup again. Miss it. Throw a fade again. Pass interference. Reset the downs. They ran five plays in a row from the one-yard line, going to the end zone, and they did not hand it to Zeke once. I was furious. I was losing it, guys. I was like, are you kidding me? You got the one of the best running backs in the league. Zeke is like the best running back in the league at getting one yard and finishing in the end zone. You guys are crazy. Why you keep running the same garbage plays with Andy Dolan and fades, blah, 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 blah. I was so mad because if he throws that touchdown pass, it's four points for the pass or for the touchdown and .04 for the one yard. And because it's 25 yards is one point, right? And he finally gets it. And now I'm down by .02. I'm so mad. I'm like, oh, I'm so done. Horrible ending to my week. Obviously, I have a whole bunch of uh, leagues. You know, I have 11. But this was in, like, what I consider my homiest of home leagues. Um, I have, like, three home leagues. And then the rest are, like, with podcasters and whatnot. But I have three home leagues. And this is, like, the one that I care about the most. And I always have bad luck every year for some reason. It's crazy. And uh, so that happened. And I was like, oh, here we go. And then Kenyon Drake breaks that run for no reason. He breaks that run all the way to the end zone. The Cardinals kick an extra point, And that extra point from Zane Gonzalez wins me the week. And I am going crazy, crazy. So that was an awesome game. Just wanted to tell you guys, give you some insight right there. But going to the actual fantasy takeaways, not just my fantasy takeaway. Kyler Murray, his legs, guys, they make him elite for fantasy. And, you know, he's having a bad day passing. Don't worry about it. He's just going to run. Plus, another really good thing for Kyler Murray is he's not just a quarterback that can run. His runs are schemed. Kyler, or not Kyler, sorry, Cliff Kingsbury is scheming the runs into the offensive play calling, which is going to be very, very important for consistency in the run game for Kyler Murray. Kenyon Drake, as we just talked about, he had a huge day. It's hard to tell. It really is. It's hard to tell if this might continue. So I'm just going to have to say, you know, we got to watch and see, but he's probably going to struggle versus the Seahawks this week, which is something we'll talk about later. Christian Kirk, two catches, two touchdowns, just like we drew it up. You know, that's exactly what we expected. 
just uh, just another day for Christian Kirk. Andy Dalton looked bad. Zeke had two fumbles. He looked really bad, especially in the beginning of the game, but then he was fine. And honestly, that whole offense was one huge continuous fumble. Like, that offense was atrocious. The fact that the, the Cardinals were up by, like, three touchdowns so quickly in the game and just maintained that lead, and the Cowboys could not score the pretty much the entire game until, until that last drive, when the Cardinals are up by that much, they couldn't score? That's that's really concerning. That's really sad. And, uh, you know, maybe they'll have a new quarterback, especially with the announcing of uh, my man. Not my man, but, uh, you know, the guy I've been saying needs to start for the, his organization, too. Maybe with him being the starter now, maybe there will be a uh, some Fitz magic in Dallas. We'll see. And... I'm worried about the wide receivers. The chemistry should grow with Andy Dalton. There were a lot of easy misses he was missing. Um, there were a few curl routes where the wide receiver was wide open, and Andy Dalton just threw it two, yard, two yards too shallow. You know, that's just a chemistry issue. It's a play call. Like, a, you know, he, he doesn't know the play call and how deep their route is supposed to be and everything yet. He'll get it down. That will get better. So they're not going to be as bad as they were. But I'm still worried about them because Andy Dalton didn't look good. And with all that said, that wraps up the game recaps from Monday. Remember, this Thursday, today, the Giants are playing the Philadelphia Eagles. And that means that you got to employ the thrifty Thursday trick. Pick up some guys that could benefit from injury or just go off and then become a hot waiver wire pickup. Drop your kicker. Pick up one of these guys. Who are those two guys for me in this game? It's Corey Clement because him and Boston Scott are going to be splitting carries. They're probably going to be the lead backs until after the bye week. So that gives you two games, two fantasy weeks of having these guys while Miles Sanders is out um, because he's probably out at least till the bye week. Hopefully he comes back after that. But Corey Clement and Boston Scott split week one when Miles Sanders was out. Boston Scott was not great. So maybe Corey Clement ends up being the lead back. We really have no idea. Or maybe he's not, but then he outshines Boston Scott. And then we're assuming he's the lead back for the next week. So pick him up because I'm sure he's available. And, you know, see how he does. If not, if he does bad, drop him. Pick pick your kicker back up. The other guy, Jalen Hurts. I'm not touching anybody in New York that's on waivers. No, thank you. Jalen Hurts, maybe they... Because there's, you know, there's word that they're going to give him some more, more time on the field. Maybe that's via a running back and not a quarterback or takes on hill trick plays. Maybe they're just going to start giving him some carries. Who knows? So he's worth a pickup too. And with that said, we can go ahead and get into the starts of the week, the starts and DFS plays. And one of them is tonight. That's Travis Fulgham versus the Giants. He is looking like the wide receiver too. If Deshaun Jackson is back, it's probably going to be Djax Fulgham. And that's probably going to be most of the receiving game. I mean, Greg Ward will be in there too, but Greg Ward had a couple drops last week. Fulgham's clearly Wentz's more favored guy than Greg Ward, which is funny because Greg Ward was like the guy we were all talking about um, last year. And even into the offseason a little bit, once we heard that these guys were getting injured. And yeah, so I love Fulgham versus the Giants. I wouldn't say that Djax is like a good start because one, we have no idea how he's going to look. He's coming back from injury. It's been a while since he's played football um, outside of, you know, just week one again, just like last last year, just only one week. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of touching guys off injuries, especially guys that are older like that, like Djax. So Travis Fulgham versus the Giants, he's probably going to get mad targets again. It's a secondary that's not too great. And I think Carson's going to have a good day. 
Josh Allen versus the Jets. We saw what he did to them in week one. They murdered the Jets, and I expect it to happen again, especially off two tough losses versus good teams. I expect the Bills to come out and dominate. Tyler Boyd versus the Browns. You know that is my guy. You know that's my guy. He had 20 points against the Browns in their first matchup on a Thursday night. He could have had 27 because he dropped a gimme touchdown, which was ridiculous because Tyler Boyd is not a guy to make a mistake like that. But it happened, and he could have had an even better day. And, you know, I'm only round, I'm just rounding when I say 20 points. I think it was like 21, 21 and a half in full PPR. So he almost would have had 30 points if he got that touchdown pass. But I love him again this week versus the Browns. He's just coming off two tough matchups versus Baltimore and Indy. I had not expected him to do good in those matchups. He did just fine. He was all right, serviceable. And now I expect the bounce back. Antonio Gibson versus the Cowboys. It's a great matchup. I know he's splitting touches. I'm not, you know, like, oh, Gibson is a top 15 running back play, but he's a solid running back two this week versus the Packers. Sorry, versus the Cowboys. Brandon Cooks versus the Packers. Jair Alexander's probably going to be on Will Fuller. And that means that Brandon Cooks is going to have a much easier time depending or, you know, uh, with the person who's guarding him than Will Fuller is. They're both going to be good, I'm sure. Especially it's probably going to be a high-scoring game because the Texans don't have a defense that can stop the Packers. The Packers are going to put up points. The Texans are going to answer. It's going to be a great game. I'm actually really excited for it. And somewhat curious if, see, I don't think it's going to happen, especially after the my Bucks just destroyed the Packers. But I'm somewhat curious if the Texans can pull off an upset. That would be super, super entertaining. But Brandon Cooks is a, a start that I really like against the Packers. Aaron Rodgers versus the Texans. Other side of the ball, we were just talking about. I think it's going to be a shootout. Aaron Rodgers is going to be pissed off, um, especially because of, you know, the Bucks making him look stupid last week. DeAndre Swift as a flex, really good. Atlanta, their weakness, I mean, other than their entire defense being a weakness, their weakness is receiving running backs. Receiving running backs since going back to the start of last year have been really good. First Atlanta, DeAndre Swift finally got a good amount of carries. He exploded. Had He did great. He's still the receiving running back there. So I'm expecting them to f- start moving over to Swift. You know, they did really good against the Jaguars. It was pretty much on the back of Swift. Stafford has not looked good so far this season. So I expect Swift to get some work. I, I really hope he does. I don't understand or see why they would go to carry on or Adrian Peterson as much as they have been to this point. And lastly, as a good start this week, Justin Herbert versus the Jaguars. It's a great matchup. Justin Herbert has been phenomenal since the first game he started versus the pretty tough Chiefs defense. And, you know, he was good versus the Bucks tough defense. He was good versus the Saints tough defense. This Jaguars defense is so much worse than anything he has faced. This is going to be a cream cheese going right through like butter matchup for Justin Herbert. He's going to go off. Now let's talk about some sits. Devin Singletary versus the Bills. Moss, Zach Moss, his snaps are increasing. Oh, I said versus the Bills. Obviously, he's a Bill. I mean versus the Jets. Devin Singletary versus the Jets. Zach Moss's snaps, they're increasing and, you know, like we were just talking about, them sharing the, the red zone running touches with Josh Allen and splitting touches with each other. And the fact that the Bills throw the ball 60% of the time now is not a game that looks great for either of the running backs. But Devin Singletary, I feel, is the guy that some people are thinking about starting. Please do not start him if you do not have to. Cowboys offense, 
This is more, obviously, you, you're not sitting Zeke. You're probably going to have a tough time sitting Amari Cooper. This is not like a, a sit the Cowboys offense. It's a stay away from the Cowboys offense in DFS versus the Washington, almost said it, almost said it, Washington football team. The Cowboys have a depleted O-line. Andy Dalton is still getting worked in. And the D-line of the Washington football team is going to destroy my man, Andy Dalton. I don't know why I keep saying my man. He's not my man. But, you know, I guess that's just the way I'm talking today. But, yeah, they're going to destroy Andy Dalton. He's going to have a tough time, and that's why they are one of my defensive streams of the week, which we will also get to later. Derrick Henry versus Steelers. This is just for DFS. Obviously, you don't sit Derrick Henry in regular leagues, but avoid him in DFS. This Steelers defense is no joke. They are the number one D-line in the league, and they do it partly because of how deep they are. They don't rely on one person. They're not somebody that you can just you know, find a way to eliminate like an Aaron Donald, and then you're going to be fine if you can do that. No, everyone on that D-line is great, and that is part of the reason that they have the best D-line in the league, and it's going to give Derrick Henry a very, very tough time. Plus, the one of the things that the Steelers have had trouble defending have been crossers over the middle, slants, and Ryan Tannehill is pretty good at that, so that's probably what they're going to lean on in this game. Kenyon Drake versus Seahawks. He just came off a huge game. You're probably itching to start him, throw him in because, you know, maybe you even benched him because of how bad he's been. And then he went off on your bench and you're like, oh, I can't let that happen again. I need to put him in the starting lineup. Don't. The Seahawks defense is legit. The only person that has had sex success, wow, success so far against the Seahawks has been Dalvin Cook. So Kenyon Drake is no Dalvin Cook. He is pretty good, but yeah, I, I'm not trying to start Kenyon Drink at all versus the Seahawks. Broncos running backs sit them versus the Chiefs. Whether M- Melvin Gordon comes in and plays or not, whether it's just Philip Lindsay, sit him versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs have a good defense. Gardner Minshew versus the Chargers. The Chargers have a few guys coming back from injury on that defense, and they're going to give Gardner Minshew a tough time. And, you know, I don't know what's going on with DJ Chark. He, he seems to be injured and not injured and injured and not injured. And even though he apparently wasn't injured and he played, you know, in the last game and got 14 targets, he did nothing with those targets. So, I mean, if I'm remembering correctly, he did nothing with those targets in terms of efficiency-wise. So, is he actually healthy? I don't know. And, yeah, that's just, you know, it's not a game that I want to touch on the Jaguar side of the ball this week. And then, lastly, the Rams offense. Avoid them in... Uh, DFS and sit them if you can actually this you know I said avoid the Cowboys offense that was for DFS you're still obviously going to start Zeke probably Amari Cooper and CD Lamb but the Rams offense I would sit everyone if I have the opportunity if you have different quarterbacks and Jared Goff sit Jared Goff versus the Bears the Bears defense is legit and same thing with the receivers Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, neither of them have been like very consistent or super reliable. I do not want to rely on either of them if I don't have to. And, you know, if you're only having to start two receivers, three receivers, you probably have better options this week. So I'm not going to start them either, and I'm not touching the running backs there. And that caps off, starts, and sits. And now, here we go, boys. Getting into the favorite part for me of the podcast it's the survivor picks and the wins I'm confident in. We made it again, boys. We are still alive. We have made it to the final 3.8% of the survivor pool in DraftKings. There was 541,000 people to start, and there is about 24, 21 or 24,000 people left. We are in that category. 
we are in the final 3.8%. So, with that said, it is it is clutch time. It is clutch time. There's no screwing around no more. So, your man over here, Brandon, at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, took a deep dive into the schedules. And I'm going to lay it out for you guys. All right. Here it is. So, and I'll, and I'll obviously tell you who I'm taking this week. If we played against the Jets... Okay, if we picked the team that is playing the Jets every single week for the rest of the season in the Survivor Pool, which the schedule is subject to change, so that makes it super tricky this year. But if we played the opponents versus the Jets every week for the rest of the season, this is what we would be playing. Bills, okay, I like it. Chiefs, I like it. Patriots, I like it. Then they have a bye week, so we'd have to find somebody that we have yet to choose for that bye week and that does not play the Jets later in the season. Okay, then after the bye week, Chargers, we already used the Chargers, so we have to find someone else. Dolphins, we already used them, we have to find someone else. Raiders, we're good there. And then Seahawks, Rams, we used both of those, so we have to find other people. And then the Browns, and then the Patriots, which we would, we can only use them once, they play them twice, so we'd have to find a replacement in one of those weeks. So I went through, and I'm starting to feel like, man, I still think the Jets are going to pull out one win or two wins, but... I don't think it's going to sneak up on us right away. I think we might see it start developing as Mims and Perryman get into that offense and Darnold is back and they start getting things going uh, just a little bit. I think we'll kind of see it coming when they're no longer the team that's going to get absolutely destroyed and we'll be able to pivot then if we need to. But I went through and looked at the people that we could take every single week that the Jets are, you know, playing someone we already used and it looks good, guys. So, let me just give you what I think uh, our the rest of our schedule might look like. Bills this week versus the Jets, then Chiefs versus the Jets, Patriots versus the Jets, and I have the Texans as a pivot there if we need it. Then during their bye week, the Eagles, Packers, and Bears all had decent matchups that I could see myself taking. Then the next week when they play, the Jets play the Chargers, we could take the Steelers. The Steelers have a good matchup. Then they play the Dolphins. We could take the Titans, Panthers, or we could pick somebody to win the Bengals-Giants game if we want to because they're playing each other if we want to go that direction. And then we have the Raiders versus the Jets. Then Seahawks and Rams back-to-back versus the Jets. We use both of them. In the Seahawks week, we have the Bucks with an easy matchup, and the Packers with the easy match. We could take either of them. And then the Rams, the next week, we have the Ravens, which is probably who we're going to take, Ravens or Packers again if we took the Bucks the week before. I just, I'm just, you know, it's kind of like, bro, what are you talking about? You're getting way too yeah, way too specific. We have, we're not following you, Brandon. It's fine. I just wanted to show you guys that I have put the work in so you can trust me to take us to the promised land, splitting the million dollars at the end with a free entry. All right, let's get it. And this week, it starts out with the Bills versus the Jets. I'm cutting right to the chase. That's the team I'm taking. They're coming off two losses versus tough teams. I expect a bounce back versus a garbage Jets team. And we still aren't even 100% sure if Darnold's playing. Even if he is, I'm not worried about it. I expect the Bills to run away with this game. Lock it in. No qualms about it. And I'll see you guys next week in the Survivor section. Now, let's talk about some defensive streamers. I already told you guys Washington and their D-line versus the Cowboys and the broken O-line and Andy Dalton. Okay, that's one. Eagles versus Giants tonight. That's another. Chargers versus Jaguars. We are talking about that game, how I'm worried about Minshew this week. And then the Rams versus the Bears. So, and you, you can even take the Bears versus the Rams, but I don't have the Bears as a defensive streamer because most people own the Bears. They're not a, a defense that's on the waivers often. So that's why I didn't put them there, but they're going to be a good play too. 
Now let's talk about some situations to monitor, and we'll wrap it up and get out of here. This is actually a super fast episode, but I will tell you guys, if everything goes according to my to plan, I have an unhinged episode coming out within the next couple days. Keep your eyes out for it. It's going to be with my man, Nate Christian. He is over at Dynasty Rewind. I'm going to have him on. We're going to talk about a bunch of awesome stuff, and I think you guys are going to love it. You'll be able to meet my boy, Nate, if you don't already know him. And uh, it's going to be a good back and forth between me and him. I think you guys will enjoy it. It's going to be the Unhinged podcast. It's going to release within a couple days from now. So it might even release tomorrow if you're listening to this on Thursday. Who knows? So we'll we'll see. But um, yeah, hopefully it goes according to plan and we can get that out. To finish up, we got the situations to monitor. I want to, you know, I want us all to pay attention this week to these things. And that's the Carolina Panthers wide receiver target shares. Is DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson getting the most targets? And what context are they getting the targets? Is it between the 20s? Is it in the end zone? Is it in clutch time on third downs? Stuff like that. That's what we want to pay attention to. Find out who Teddy's go-to guy really is because it seems like it's going back and forth so far this season. The Buffalo running back splits, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I'm not interested in them that much, but I do want to know so that I can answer you guys' questions properly. Who is being used when and where and all that good stuff between Moss and Singletary. And then is AJ Green back? He had a good game and he had nine targets, I believe. Is he back now? That's something we're going to have to pay attention to versus the Browns. CeeDee Lamb, is that Andy Dalton's favorite target? That's what it seemed like in the Cardinals game. So we'll keep an eye on that. Brandon Cooks, is he going to continue to ball out? I'm pretty sure the answer is yes. That's why he's my start, one of my starts of the week. But Brandon Cooks, you know, since Bill O'Brien is gone, they've been using him completely differently and using him how his strengths indicate he should be used. And I expect it to continue. He's still really young, too. It seems like he's been in the league for forever because of how many teams he's been on. But he just gets, you know, passed around. And um, he's I think he's 26 or 27. So he's balling out. He's still young. You're not worried about like any drop offs or anything like that. And um, he seems to be healthy. So I like Brandon Cooks a lot. And then DeAndre Swift, is he going to get more reps? Please, please give this man some more reps. He will help your offense significantly more than any of the other options you have. And with that said, that wraps it up. Remember the Thrifty Thursday pickups. If you're listening to this on a Thursday and not later, it's Corey Clement and Jalen Hurts for me. That'll wrap it up. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor. If you like the show, if you enjoy the podcast, please drop a rating review. I know there's a lot of you out there that haven't done it yet, and I would really, really appreciate it. You know, I provide this content for you. I'm just asking for a small little review in return, and I'm excited for this week, and let's, let's, oh, we're watching the Bucks Raiders game. I actually have a wedding that I'm attending. Um, You know, one of my boys is getting married. Congrats to him. Alex, shout out. Congratulations, brother, Um, and I will be uh, at a wedding on Sunday, so I, I will be watching these games on my phone, streaming, kind of just trying to be sneaky, you know, during the wedding, but uh, I'm going to get you guys the content and I'm going to, you know, take in as much info as I can, of course. And um, man, I kind of went on a tangent right there. I have no idea where I'm going now, but yeah, that'll wrap it up. If you enjoy the podcast, drop a rating review. Love you guys. Keep strong divers. Hope you guys have a good fantasy week this upcoming week. Peace.